0: Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat, part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network with your host Jonah Marie. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I forgot that I wrote this. And the abstract drawings to my ancient cave. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, Maria. <laughs> where do you come
1: up with this? I don't
0: thing? know, I
1: don't know. <laughs> Rebels Chat is a family-friendly podcast where my daughter and I share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode.
0: In episode 92, we will be talking about kindred, written by Dave Filoni and Henry Gilroy and directed by Sergio Paez. And Crawler Commanders written by Matt Miknovitz and directed by Bosco Ing.
1: In Kindred, the Rebels are tracked back to their hidden base by a mysterious Imperial agent. In order to escape, they must trust some seemingly dangerous native creatures who are far more than meets the eye. And in Crawler Commanders, the Rebels are desperate to get in contact with Rebel Command. As a result, the Ghost crew infiltrates a mining vehicle equipped with a long-range communications gear, but the Empire arrives to spoil their plans.
0: Lots of things went down this week. Woo! <laughs> a lot of things went down. Yeah. Like Zeb getting into a fight, a fist fight. Oh, like yeah. A WWE fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you saw that turn and yeah. boom, with the, with the elbow, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, and wow. Then, then there was the crazy Stargate moment when they all transported from one yes. end of the planet to the other. Yes, It was essentially living out my childhood dream of digging a hole through the middle through the of the middle of the earth. and going from <laughs> one end to the other. <laughs> Whenever I think about that, I always think of, remember the TV show Rupert? The, the one with the white bear? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think yes. he had an English accent. Send, yeah. Yeah, so he made me feel smart a lot of the time. And, <laughs> and yeah, I remember that was one of the. I think that was one of the plot lines for their episodes, how they dug a hole or something. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, I so want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, the white bear, white loft cat, white lawful. it's all connected. <laughs> um and yeah so many things happened what were your overall thoughts on these two episodes did you feel like it was intense it was it was intense i also liked how it was someone had described it as the calm before the storm because next week is gonna be crazy if this was calm
1: (laughs) i don't want to know the storm (laughs) i don't want to see that storm
0: yeah because
1: this to me was intense
0: yeah And so we kick off the Kindred episode with Hera and Kanan talking, and it's uh, uh, during a sunrise. And when I was writing the notes, I realized, when I was revising the notes, actually, I realized that they're talking early morning. So this is a sunrise, and the book where they meet each other is called A New Dawn. And I thought, oh my god. That was intentional. That had to have been intentional. you 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 like making connections. I know. I know. I mean, that's a really good connection to make, though, right? That's a good one. I was so proud of myself. I patted myself on the back. (laughs) And then Kanan says that they always end up back on Lothal. And and Hera, you know, she kind of states the obvious, saying that, oh, it's because... It's Ezra, Ezra's connection to Lothal. It's his home and whatnot. And Kanan says, Before we knew Ezra, we were drawn here. And he goes on to say, There were a lot of missions and a lot of places, but we kept coming back. There's more to it. I'm just not sure what. And we don't know what it is either. (laughs)
1: <laughs> although we, we, we keep get get, although we keep getting the, the, the Little bits, s- and bits and morsels. morsels, like the one thing that is still difficult to tie which makes it such a great intrigue written for the trajectory of the story mm-hmm. is the fact that the white wolf keeps saying Doom, Doom. yeah. And that's the one piece that is difficult to connect. Because you know Lothal is important. You know that there's things happening in many, many ways. And you can extrapolate like all the things that could come out of Lothal. But the fact that the wolf keeps saying doom is like,
0: why? Well, my theory is, and I don't know whether there's any validity to this. But my theory is because of the fact that Canaan was knighted in Lothal's temple... And the fact that these wolves are connected, deeply connected to the force, they understand that Canaan is a Jedi. This Jedi is able to help them with whatever problem it is that they're trying to fight against. And, and 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 we'll talk about the cave paintings and whatnot, but there's a little 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 guy with pointy ears and everyone thought, Oh my gosh, that looks like Yoda and Yoda's like o nine hundred freaking years so- old. <laughs> So, yeah, the likelihood of him having appeared on Lothal at some point is very high. So, yeah, my my thinking is because of the fact that he was knighted on Lothal, he became a Jedi on Lothal, the wolves understand that he is the person that they seek. Whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. To
1: me, while very clear the theory you're given to me it's simple too simple it's too simple you yeah, need something for, more elaborate <laughs> no, for, because of the fact that they make this intrigue in it you know like they make it so such a secret yeah. that why you know what i'm saying no i know what
0: you mean yeah yeah yeah
1: but it is a plausible um explanation yeah definitely Who's hoping i'm
0: right <laughs> i it just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we move on to Price reporting to Thrawn and talking about the fact that they've located the crash landing site, but they, the hyperdrive is gone and then. Ron says that uh, he's going to dispatch specialized assistance. She's sort of insulted by this because by yeah. she can handle it on her own. Really?
1: Not really, because. Oh. <laughs> and I love how he yeah. he puts her down immediately. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You lost me, the prototype. You lost me, a hyperdrive. Yeah. There's no way.
0: And I love that when uh, when he says Rook. Well, he actually doesn't say Rook. He goes, Rook. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> How many H's were in there <laughs> when you said this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, when when he says his name, her eyes kind of like bulge out for a second. And I uh, I haven't read Thrawn the novel. I don't think Rook showed up in that. Otherwise, I would have heard about it. But I'm sure she's heard of who Rook is and the fact that he's some sort of an assassin slash bodyguard for Thron. So he could essentially just order her death <laughs> by Rook. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like her eyes bulging was like, oh God, I'm I better be careful be careful with, with, this. with this, yeah. <laughs> And so you have Ezra, Jai, and Zeb working in the area where they hit the hyperdrive the first time around. And, and Ezra has no idea where they put it. <laughs> you know, it was dark. You know, we had just crash-landed. Cut me some slack. And so they end up finding it because of the white loft cat. And I love that he goes, you know, when in doubt, follow the white loft cat.
1: <laughs> and Zeb's like, he can't take the fact that there's so
0: many cats
1: yeah I know this
0: is is too much for me yeah (laughs) it'd be hilarious oh my god I wish they had done this if Zeb was allergic to them them. (laughs) can you imagine and he's like all covered in fur himself but he's allergic to the little podcast that would have been so funny And I also love that that when in doubt thing always reminds me of when in doubt, always choose C in uh-huh. multiple choice. <laughs> always. <laughs> always go with C. And then Rook arrives. And what were your thoughts of him when you first saw him? That, that scared me. It was creepy, it, right? It, it
1: scared me because the first thing that came out of his mouth was Lasat. So it's yeah, sort he's of like... He's like smelling. Bloodhound. <laughs> yeah. And it scared me because he it, it brings so many thoughts into my head. Like, what if... This is how... Said is gonna die, or or he's gonna be captured, or they're gonna be found. He's a weakness to the group now because <laughs> this thing can smell
0: him from so far. <laughs> you know, there's so many yeah. things running in my head. That's so funny that you thought all those things. Remember when I my mind like goes yeah. wandering? I just thought, oh wow, he he has a really good sense of smell. <laughs> like I no. didn't even think about any of that. Oh,
1: I <laughs> I was like, oh my god, now said is Seb is a a weakness because
0: this. <laughs> Thing can find them anywhere, right, right. you know. So in Rebels Recon, it's actually revealed that he just has a very keen sense of smell. Apparently, it's so good that they can tell your bloodline and who you're related to based on just smell alone. And Don't come anywhere close <laughs> near me. <laughs> and I thought when I first heard that, when I heard that, my my like bells were ringing because there's a fan theory going around saying that. Canaan's from might be from Lafal and that Maybe What if was the likelihood of him being related to Ezra in some way? I'm like, oh my God. What if Rook somehow says something like they're related in some way? And my mind was just like, please let this happen. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? I mean, it was a very interesting detail for Pablo Hidalgo to drop in the Rebels Recon segment. So I'm like, I'm hoping it's true. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, you know, he smells Zeb and he starts running very ape-like yes in his
1: running it's uh, a combination of hound dog and, and, and gorilla yeah <laughs> or yeah. monkey or something yeah it
0: was it was very uh, creepy from a chimpanzee distance. yeah and then Jai sees it and it's just like you know we got this we can we can get through this <laughs> and of course it backfires on him and, and then Jai tosses starts, him, shooting starts shooting and he's shooting and like, not me not me him <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they have this whole chase. And yeah. meanwhile, Zeb is stuck with the hyperdrive there, but he finds the the tank and he takes that as his way, as his ticket out of there. Meanwhile, Ezra and Jai are trying to escape Rook. Rook seems like he's actually going to succeed in what he's doing. Oh yeah. And he uses a tracking dart and he lands that on their speeder bike. But Ezra thinks quick and uses a detonator to block their path. Rook is very pissed about this. I don't yeah. know what would happen. I don't know what the relationship is like between Rook and Thron. Like, I don't know whether this is a very like dominant versus subordinate relationship. Obviously, he he has uh, Thron's high regard. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. So
1: that means he's very effective, which goes along with the fact that he was pissed because they got away. Yeah, because uh, apparently. Nobody gets away from him, you know? Right. He, he gets wh- whoever, whenever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so it would be interesting to see his failure in front of um, Thrawn. Thron, yeah. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm very curious to see what that's like. And then Ezra, I love that when people ask him questions, he actually never gives them the direct answer. So last week, you know, when, when Sabine was wondering what was happening, he said something terrible instead of saying Thron, And everyone's like, just say Thron." <laughs> and then this time around, you have Jai who's asking him, are they following us? <laughs> and Ezra responds with, what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, Ezra, just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hajai also asks, How many are there? And, and Ezra responds with more than enough. And I'm like, just see that there's three, Ezra. <laughs> and I love that about him. He like he never gives you a direct answer. So. Nope. <laughs> and so back at the camp, Kanan approaches Hera. She's talking about the hyperdrive and how it's important for the mission. And he says, When are you going to feel you've done enough? For this rebellion. And he starts getting into that conversation again about them. and Yeah, and he's been trying for a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's trying he's to, like, wedge his foot through, through the door. The door. <laughs> like, I need an
0: answer here, woman. <laughs> I need it fast. <laughs> and, and he asks her how she wants to live her life. And she hasn't really thought about that. And Kanan implies that because she hasn't thought about it, then she hasn't thought about them she hasn't yeah. thought about us and Hera says that they've talked about that before and he and he goes have we you know have we talked about that she's evading yeah she's, do you think so uh,
1: consciously no consciously but she's evading yeah. cuz she obviously wants to say yes wants to you know run away with him but his her sense of duty overshadows overshadows yeah. uh, that desire mm mm-hmm,
0: mm mm-hmm. And then, you know, they they start to go in for another kiss. And you're like, oh, man, this is how it's going to happen. And then Ryder interrupts. (laughs) And you're like, no, (laughs) not again. Not like Zeb. (laughs) And then Ezra and Jai arrive. And Ezra tells Kanan that they have another problem. And it's small, creepy, and very dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, then they don't realize that that dart was there. So unfortunately, they get discovered at some point. But until then, Sabine works on the hyperdrive. And I like that she's the one to work on it. She's the specialist and all that. She's their technician, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was very impressive She's of the her. engineer. Yeah. And then the Empire, unfortunately, arrives. But before Hera leaves... Kanan approaches her. And I like that he does it in an apologetic way. You know, he realized that what he was saying, what he was doing... uh, And maybe he's pushing a little bit too hard. He's pushing a little bit too hard. And it was implying that... Her thoughts in the rebellion and her actions in the rebellion shouldn't be this important and he realized that and he thought, man, I should really apologize to her before she leaves but he doesn't anticipate the kiss that comes and i I swear I heard it I heard so many people screaming and <laughs> squealing and wooing when they kissed was it was it- did you see it coming, or was that a surprise? To no, you? that was a surprise. Yeah,
1: cause, you know, it's just like holding it, holding it, holding it. So I thought, okay, it was you know another another fail moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I'm, no, it happened. And I love that she was the one to do it. Yes. Yeah, and that and I love that she holds his chin. That was always that's always one of my favorite affectionate things that people tend to do is holding the other person's chin. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> And, and so do you think that was their first kiss ever or their first kiss in just a very long time? Based on how he, he's been put after. going after... I would say the first time. I think this is the first time. Yes. Dave and, and Vanessa Marshall have gone on saying that they've had a long history together, that they've had a long past. But not it, it, that, that doesn't mean that it has to be physical. Right. It's just uh, there's always been an attraction there. There's always been that support for each other and that closeness and that intimate uh, relationship. But that doesn't mean that they've actually... See,
1: intimacy, th- there's more ways to intimacy than physical contact. Right. It's true. So they have a history. They're being intimate in, in that sense. But physical, I feel this is their first time. It really is. I
0: think so. Especially the smile that he had Kinda. afterwards. Yeah. Like dang, it's been what fifteen years? I don't even know how long. I, I honestly can't do math. But <laughs> uh, but it's been definitely a long time. And and he had that smile on his face like wow. That actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, to me it's their first time. And then Sabine, I love that she was like patting Zeb on the back, trying to get him to look at what's You're happening. happening. <laughs> and then Ezra catches on and he also smiles. I like I love how it's they all basically ship them yeah. in universe. <laughs> and before she leaves, she tells him, May the force be with you and then that's when the door closes. Ah, oh, so so awesome. That's that's how you do it. <laughs> um, and then she ends up leaving to go deliver this data recorder. And the others, unfortunately, get pinned down where they are. I love that writers like, we have that transport and we have a bike. And then a few seconds later, Zev, the, the, the transport, transport explodes. <laughs> and then Zev's like, how many can yeah, we fit on a bike? bike. <laughs> Zeb had a lot of awesome one-liners in this yeah. episode. And so Hera ends up heading off into space. She meets some opposition from the TIE fighters. But she still manages to escape. I forget what was your comment about that. That like, it was too um, easy.
1: I know she is an awesome pilot. I know she has amazing skills. But with the force that was out there. For her to make an escape. While it may not have been in Thrawn's immediate thought to allow it to happen. I
0: think that. He let it happen. Yeah, I think so. He did. Because you have the people reacting and doing what it is that they need to be doing. But he's just standing, standing there. there. He's not commanding. And he didn't he's say. Not, I don't think yeah. he said anything. No, he didn't. He did not command.
1: He he, he was just observing. Yeah.
0: And he just let it happen. And I told Mom, I think he just did that because he knows that she's going to get to Rebel Command. He knows that Rebel Command is going to react to this. And he knows that Rebel Command is going to send forces over. And what is he going to do? He's just going to double up on his own forces and hopefully crush the rebels once and for all. So I think he, I think that was his way of getting them to come to, the, to him, him. yeah. Rather than him getting to them. Oh, but well, it was so cool when she hyperspaced through yes, that, through that uh, the, uh, the construction, trushed. yeah, module. That was awesome. That was. Yeah, because it was like so timed and perfect. Right. Yeah. Oh man, and she totally killed it and burned everything in, in its path. <laughs> One other comment I wanted to make was that Thrawn, and I told you that Thrawn, if he had the ability to be in every place at once and do everything himself, himself yeah, the rebels would have been done and done over or, with. Yeah but because he has so many incompetent people working underneath him and he has he
1: doesn't have the freedom to do everything he wants either he has to follow orders yeah and there's a bigger plan that is not necessarily what he views as the way to win exactly so you know he has higher ups Above him, telling him what to do, limiting what he can do. And then he has incompetence below that cannot follow simple instructions.
0: I honestly feel like in our own respective workplaces, we are the thrones of, yeah, of, our, of, our, of our
1: workplace. We have below people who are not able to do what you need them to do because... They, they just don't get it, and then you have people above you limiting your 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 view and and what your vision in your vision and what you're capable of doing if you were allowed to do it you right. know
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> there's a throne in all of us yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have Ezra who sees this opportunity as they're pinned down by the Empire, and he sees the lawful wolves running in the background. <laughs> he tries to convince the others to, to follow them. And even writer Azadi was sort of skeptical about it. Uh, and he, he was defi- definitely the skeptic throughout yeah. this whole thing. And Zeb's like, this is good. When it gets strange like this, it's a good, good thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Another awesome Zeb moment. Uh, and, and, and he says it with a smile. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, something's this, is good. Good. <laughs> this is good. And writer, I love writer's response. How have you people stayed alive this long? <laughs> That's how, writer, because they're crazy. They're crazy. They do what they need to do in crazy situations. And then Kanan tells Ezra to stay back once they find the wolves of course Ezra being Ezra in his own unique way moves forward anyway <laughs> and I love that the wolves because there's three of them they sort of represent the son the daughter and the father, father. from the Mortis episodes mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting some people thought that they saw one that was gray and another one that was black but to me they both looked black no there was definitely one gray there was a gray one yeah yes I don't, this is, this is like the blue gold dress or whatever it is all but, over but I again. Mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, to me, the variance of color was very small, but you could see it. There was one gray one, whether the other one, but was definitely black. I cannot really say because it looked more to be in the shadow, in the dark. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. But there's definitely one was gray.
0: So, my question to you is why do you think the two wolves were reacting with like snarls at them? These animals are animals, so you think these wolves are actually the just regular loth wolves? Yes, so do you think regular loth wolves have the ability to do what it is that the white loth wolf was doing, or is the white loth wolf the the only one? The white white
1: loth wolf is the one with the connection, it's the one that is definitely doing what needs to be done that 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 is manipulating that the fo- the force okay but he communicates with the other ones and the other ones like an alpha he's an alpha the other ones oh yeah obey. that's a good point to and, bring up yeah and this this is how animals react they may be there to help they may be there because they have a connection to the white wolf but they're still animals right so any strange being that approaches they're going to be Met reactive with yeah and they're going to that's their way of saying be careful Watch where you go,
0: cause I'm here. And yeah, that's know. true. That's a good point to make. Yeah, these that, those are betas and and whatnot. And yes. Whereas the white wolf wolf is a, a the the, a, the alpha. He's yeah. the leader. And then you have Ezra who asks, "What are you waiting for?" And the wolf looks at Canaan. And that's what the wolf is waiting for. This is why I get the impression that because he was knighted on Lothal and that he's become this Jedi, the wolf is looking for the Jedi. whereas Ezra, unfortunately, he's not. he's still learning and and then they want him to come forward, and I like that Ezra emphasizes this by saying, "I guess they were waiting for you." and then Sabine starts to see all these images with her little flashlight or torch, depending on where you're listening to this episode. <laughs> And then Ezra tells her to shut it off. And I love that the wolves' eyes were glowing. And it always reminds me of cats. Yeah. And their creepy nice. eyes. A night in the dark. <laughs> it's, it's like they're demons. <laughs> (laughs) And then Zev goes, there wasn't a picture of those wolves eating people, was (laughs) there? (laughs) Um, And then the Empire starts bombing the mountains. And here's another example of of the incompetence of the Empire sometimes. They, They have the forces, they have the resources, but sometimes the fact that they butt heads is what causes them to fail. You have Price and Rook who are kind of trying to best each other and undermine each other. And they never accomplish what it is that they need to accomplish. This is a big problem with, that they have and, and, and why
1: they fail so much. And, and why the rebels, even if it's small winning, wins, they, they get the wins. Because the rebels, on the other hand, work together.
0: Yeah. And then the white loft wolf offers Ezra its tail. And so he decides to hold it and he tells the others to join hands. They start walking through... A portal. I'm, my, I'm telling you, when I first saw this, I thought my mind. I thought I was having some sort of stroke. I, I, <laughs> that's what I thought it was, and I thought, oh my god, this is the end for me. I'm not gonna see, get to see the end of Star Wars Rebels. But it actually turned out to just be the show itself. And you're like, what is even going on right now? <laughs> and and I love that someone. I think it was Ryan Kidd on on Twitter. He said. That it was sort of Stargate-like, the whole portal thing. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't make that connection first, given that I love Stargate so much. The thing that confused me, really... I I get the whole experience and what's going on, sort of. But why is Ezra's eyes glowing? I don't understand his connection to what's going on. He says right the story. But what is he getting out
1: of that? Like why is I I don't understand Because it's, he has a connection. He saw them first. They coming for him. Okay. The wolf was waiting for Canaan for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it is the connection that Ezra has with animals and the forest that has drawn the the Loth Cat first, now the Loth Wolf. So he has this connection with them. So they're glowing, he's glowing
0: but at the same time and it was very similar as we've pointed out before it is very similar to the whales yes the space whales the purgle that episode happened in season 2 and his eyes also glowed in that way and we we learned that it was some sort of deep connection that he had with these creatures in order for them to understand them so that's why I was kind of confused because I was like what information did Ezra get out of this because he clearly didn't get anything out of it in terms of like information immediate information like for the purgle he understood that the purgle needed Needed this gas to survive. Well,
1: here he he just basically went with them and traveled through the portal through whatever in between there is. And he's the one that's telling the others, "Get together, you know, take your hands, follow me." Right, right. The wolf didn't tell Canaan to take his tail. The wolf uh, gave the tail gave to, to Ezra. Ezra. So the connection is with Ezra at that moment.
0: I know, I know. I, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to compare it to that first experience because you know he got... Gets... And, and, and the information is this is But I wanna know I wanted him to know the mechanics
1: behind it. Like Oh how, my god, how you, is wa- this you you working? want too much. You want too much <laughs> I wanted Ezra
0: to be like, I understand how it, it works. works. No, <laughs> no, because Ezra alone cannot do it. <laughs> okay. See that's what I wanted to get at. Oh, okay, so here's another confusing part. So they're walking, and there's a very cool animated part of them. Sort of what looks like water. Water, but also it's space. space. Yes. And then, and I mentioned folding space and whatnot. Yes. And, that, and apparently that is, in Star Wars, it's something that happens. But it's not a canonical. It's not in canon so far. Then we see the white Loth cat in the middle of the plains of Lothal. And then we see all of them sleeping... Around in a circle, and when the loth cat approaches Ezra, that's when they all start to wake up. But they wake up in the cave, not in this grassy land. That that's they were the in. in between. The in between. So it's not the upside down like in Stranger no, Things. No, no. <laughs> that's the in between. <laughs> the before in, you get to the upside down. <laughs> before you get to the upside down, of course. Um, <laughs> but the in between, I like to call it that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was some sort of dream state. That is state. the that that yeah. That is
1: their their plane of rest. Yeah. It's like any interstellar transport that puts you to sleep. You go in, you enter, you enter your pod, you go to sleep, you wake up on the other side. That's basically it. I love how you said
0: that as if we have actually have that, no, <laughs> but you know, mean like in TV and, yeah, and, and movies yeah. and stuff. I was like, what? I wish. What? What? Does that exist? I want to get on I that. Wish. I want to. I, I, I want to do it. Do you? Would you? I think they already did this, but they had selected someone to go to Mars. If you had met all the qualifications, would you have gone to Mars, mommy? Why not? That's creepy. No, I need my Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then after they wake up, uh, Ezra and the others find out that they're in the southern hemisphere, that they went from one end mm. to the, the other. other. That blew my mind. I, for a second I was like, is this really Star Wars? And then <laughs> and then I remembered Mortis and that whole crazy crap that went down in there and and I thought, yeah, it's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like th- this is weird stuff. Yeah, that's it's Star, Star Wars. Wars.
1: Weird stuff, weird science that doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars. Love it.
0: <laughs> and and then you have Ezra goes from being outside back inside to find Kanan and the Loth Wolf. And you have the Loth Wolf just I love the way that he was sort of admiring Kanan and just looking at him. Did you notice that? The yeah. way that he was just sort of admiring Kanan.
1: So he's an alpha. He's a wolf, right? He's the alpha of his pack. Are you thinking Canaan is the alpha of his of him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why that look, because he's the one, just like the ones in the picture that came down.
0: The al- alpha to alpha. Interesting, mommy. I don't
1: know. I don't know what to tell you. I guess you're right. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: You know, the- these animals have this connection. They obviously want to save this planet. Oh yeah. So they're looking for a Jedi because they know Jedi came and made it they what did it something. is. Yeah. So Therefore, now that they're in danger, Jedi have to come and save them. Yeah. So to me, that's how he was looking at with hope. Like, yeah. you're going to save us. You're going to save this. He is the
0: hope for Lothal. Oh. And then you have the images on the wall. And I already pointed out that some people think that that was Yoda. And there were two other characters that sort of look like the cone-headed Jedi called Kiari mundi and then the bald one looked like Mace Windu. I'm like, I don't think they're that old. <laughs> I don't think they're as old as Yoda, so it's cool, but I don't think that's actually correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have Kanan who says, there is a message here for us. And Ezra asks, because we're Jedi? And that's when the wolf says, Doom. Which again leads me to my theory that the wolves know that he's a Jedi because of the fact that he was knighted on Lothal. And then Kanan finally reveals that Doom is the name that he was born with. And do you think Ezra's reaction was a bit underwhelming? Did you expect him to go, what? You've been lying to me this whole time. No, no. It's not that he was lying. No,
1: No, because I believe that Ezra by now, because they all know that he had a past, that he was something before and he he became something else after. They don't may not know all the details, but they know something is there. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure that through the, the the being together, Ezra is also aware of this. So when he says, you know, that's the name i had, there's no reason for Ezra to go like, oh my god, what is this? You, you know? Right. He just takes it as okay.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And Kanan explains that the force surrounding the wolves are more it's it's more focused and that it has a purpose. Um, and then Kanan goes on to say, I'm getting a feeling building the Tide Defender isn't the worst thing the Empire is doing here. There's something else, something more sinister. A lot of people suspected that it has something to do with the kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. That the fact that these crawlers are incinerating the earth are ways for them to look for a kyber crystal. Is that something that you think is what's going on or do you think there's something else that's going on? Maybe because of the fact that
1: you have these wolves traveling through the middle of the planet. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So I understand that all living things have a a connection to the Force. But for this... To happen, it takes, uh, to me, it it has to take more than just the the ability of the wolf and and the Jedi and the connection. The planet also has to be in tune, like the planet of the father and and the son and daughter. Yeah, it changed. Exactly. So the planet itself has a connection, a deep connection, and it may be the kyber crystals yeah, that the empire yeah. is looking for right and That's... we they have folded the empire twice already yeah
0: yeah yeah they've already yeah they've taken out two of those crystals yeah and makethua back in season 2 she said when she was trying to escape she said no there's another reason known only to a few and ordered by the emperor himself that why as to why they're on Lothal so uh, there's something that's going on that's also related to the emperor mm. and then in the episode guide it was mentioned that the spiritual secrets locked within Lothal which are hinted at in this episode which is kindred by the mysterious abilities of the Lothwolves build upon a warning Governor Meketua spoke about just prior to her demise at the start of Season 2. So, so I, in that implication, I thought, okay, so maybe it's not about the Kyber crystals, or at least not just about the Kyber crystals. It has something maybe to do with the False Temple and the wolves themselves. What if... The emperor, for some, I mean, the emperor really likes to like dip his hands and control things here and there. So maybe what if he's heard of this ability? I think that
1: um, it's the planet itself that there is a connection, there is something within the planet that makes the force to be more in tune. The abilities of four sensitive creatures individuals is more enhanced enhanced and in e- tuned I see what you mean, you know, yeah yeah, and I think it's the planet itself, interesting, and that's what they're looking for, and that's why they have the crawlers, and that's why they're they are they are digging and looking because there has to be something, and like i said yes the the wolves are in tune with the force and whatnot, but to go from one end to the other like that, the
0: planet itself has to be a conduit. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. I know Ryder said that they're using those crawlers to get materials for the factories, but you don't know what ulterior motive there is. Um, So yeah, I, I hope they clarify these things yeah. as we move forward. And then the wolf says, Canaan's name again, his original name, before he disappears through the crack on the wall. The way that it did that, that was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Ezra says to Canaan, all paths are coming together, right? And Canaan says, yeah, I'm just not sure we're going to like where they lead. And, of course, Ezra says, in a very humorous tone, do we ever? Yeah. <laughs> but I liked how that line itself spoke more about the audience. Yes. Like, I yeah, all paths are coming together, guys. But just so you know, you're not going to like, like where, where it's going. <laughs> where it's going. <laughs> fyi yeah. yeah we know dave we know <laughs> dave uh, and then i love that ezra asks do you think Hera made it and of course kanan is very confident he doesn't even hesitate of course. Yeah, of course she did yeah i know she did it i know she made it and and some random thoughts that i have again bridge for a bridger i thought that was really neat how they always insert something with ezra and it kind of plays on his last name. And then kindred itself. Is kindred itself being used as a noun, which is one's family and relations? Or is it used as an adjective, which is similar in kind or related? Similar in kind or related. related. Is that how you think they're using it? Yes. As an the, adjective? The, 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 the Jedi, the wolf, the planet. All these kindred. things are, are together. Kind, yeah. yeah. But uh, some people are like, oh, it could be the noun because it could be that Ezra and Canaan are related. (laughs) But I do like the fact that it's being being used more as an adjective than anything else. And so other thoughts that I had. I like how in Star Wars they sort of explore the physical, which is what we see the Jedi do and whatnot. Uh We also see the mental, how they're capable of changing people's thoughts and whatnot and we are, now we're seeing more like environmental yes how, parts how of the force how animals and planets
1: join together and
0: yeah so i like how they're tapping into all these different kinds of the aspects of the force that aren't necessarily what we've seen before and what other the other thing that it reminded me of was the fact that they moved through stones. And it reminded me of Outlander. <laughs> oh, boy. And I was like, oh, man, what if they got transported back to the time when these cave paintings were They're made? They're still on the
1: same time.
0: <laughs> on the I'm same just, planet, on the same mommy, time. Just different places. In an alternate universe, it could have been <laughs> that they were transported back in time. And, then, and so that people draw the painting? Yes, exactly. Mommy, this, Outlander. Yes. <laughs> okay. So in Crawler Commanders, uh, they manage to scrounge up a little transmitter. But unfortunately, it's not big enough for them to be able to contact Hera. But they do pick up on other chatter. And Ryder... Of course, he isn't sure that they're able to do anything about the Empire and you know, they're not going to be able to help. And Ezra says, we've done a lot more with a lot less. But Ryder still looks skeptical and he kind of shakes his head. I found that kind of... He, he's been the optimist. Though. Ezra's, yeah, Ezra's All the other through, yeah. yeah. Whereas Ryder sees things more realistically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I honestly don't think we're going to be able we to able do, do anything the with the resources that we have. And, and I think he's still kind of pissed about the Rebels, yes, yeah. the Rebel Alliance, yeah. to be honest. And so they find through that chatter that's coming in through the transmitter, they find that there's an ore crawler. And the ore crawler, according to writers, strip raking the surface for raw materials to feed the Imperial factories. I hate these things. I hate what they're doing to Lothal. It it bothers me when I see nature being destroyed in that way. (laughs) Yeah. I know Avatar, the movie, James Cameron's movie, that a lot of people apparently seem to hate on nowadays, but I still love. When I saw the destruction of things happening in that movie, that really hit me on a very emotional level. I was like, this movie's killing me.
1: (laughs) And no, people don't understand that what you do to the earth, the way you treat it, sooner or later, is going to rip repercussions and it's going to be against you
0: oh yeah we we have it in our own backyards really i mean look at uh hurricane maria the reason these hurricanes are more intense and powerful is because it needs uh, the earth Earth needs to to release release heat and and energy and what's feeding into that heat and energy is all of our carbon emissions people don't understand the importance of that's why i'm saying that people don't like what they don't understand yeah Thankfully for them, the ore crawler has a long-range communicator, which is what they need to contact Hera. And so back on Yavin 4, they're unable to find a weakness in the Tide Defender elite. And so Hera says that they need to go in and stop the production. If they can't find a weakness, then we have to stop, stop it, it. Yeah. from being produced. And it's it's common sense. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, uh, Bale says that right now is not the time, <laughs> and it's because of the blockade and because they ha- they have limited attack capability. And I think these are all excuses, really. I mean, they're they're valid they're, excuses. They're, they're but yeah, they they're they looking into a big
1: picture kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But and unfortunately, is, that big picture doesn't
0: ha- always help. And that big picture, they're not seeing that if they have more of these ships out there, their fighters are yeah, helpless exactly. against. And that's that's the end of the rebellion. And, and they don't really see the, the smaller things. And it's funny because I feel like this also reflects the audience because a lot of people, a lot of the time, they're like, how does Rebels affect the, the bigger picture? picture. Mm-hmm. And they're essentially acting like Bale and Mon Mothma. And whereas some of us in the audience, like Hera, are like, no, we need to act now. now. No, this show actually is important when it comes to the overall story. Because without that factory, obviously they can't go back and change stuff that ha- that's happened in A New Hope. But you could say that the reason the TIE Defenders aren't present in A New Hope is because of what rebels the rebels did, well, there you go. At Rebels, it's important, and I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Mamothma says that we'll need time to discuss further action, and they have her wait outside. And then Chopper's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Chopper's Chopper, like, do not like it, like, uh, whatever. You people don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and, and so the others um, back on Lothal, they commandeer the crawler, and uh, Sabine is sent up first and she takes out the two droids but I want you all please <laughs> Here we go. I want you all to go back to this moment where they're on the speeder and they're approaching the crawler and, and Kanan says to Sabine Sabine you're up so she has to go in and take care of business when that scene happens focus your eyes on Ezra and look at his face when Kanan tells Sabine to yes, do her I thing yes I was made to stop <laughs> and look I was like my you need to look at Ezra's face. Don't look at anything else. Just look but at his now, face. Now. <laughs> and you can see how happy he is when he sees Sabine do her thing. And I'm just like, see, that's love. That's true love right okay. there. See, <laughs> so you gotta find shipping in all the little moments. That that that's shipping right there, mommy. <laughs> I don't look do that I, I don't look that deep. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, And then they find the captain in his chair. He's listening to music. And so it's funny how they have him. You know, Zeb's holding him. But somehow he still has something on his <laughs> wrist that activates the alarm. I'm like, come on, you guys. That was such a noob move. <laughs> you guys should have known that he'd have like a silent alarm. Actually, it wasn't really all that silent. But still... <laughs> And, you know, this guy's trying to escape, and Ezra, like, knocks him out, (laughs) punches him in the face. And then I told you that this character is actually voiced by Seth Green. Green. Uh Yeah, I really want to see the footage of Seth Green and... Ezra, a, a Taylor Gray voicing these two characters, because you really have to like change your voice, yeah, and you, your yeah. raspy, like. and like yeah. you know, ju- your 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 face forward and your neck back, and yeah, and the s, yeah, <laughs> and then like you like you see Ezra when because of the fact that he push the alarm and stop the whole ship from operating, you know, they, they get contacted by some other like mining guild. And everyone knows that this the, is Ezra's sort of sort of the scale, thing. You know? thing. Um, and so he goes to respond in the guy's voice. And and then when he starts it, <laughs> the captain goes, oh, Is that what I sound like? <laughs> But I love I love his facial expressions Esther and the way that he does it and I really want to know whether they had used Taylor as, As a reference, <laughs> whether he actually like l- uses his his voice that way, uh, and yeah, one of the things that bothered me. I mean, this episode was fun; it was good. You know, obviously the calm before the storm, but there were a few things in this episode that actually bothered me more so than any other episodes that we've seen in the past. Like, why didn't they tie the captain up? Because a lot of the problems that they kept having was the fact that the captain kept talking, didn't? yeah, and that the captain eventually escaped. So why didn't they tie him up? Yeah, it would have made more sense had he, you know, because later on we we know that he messes up their transmission. It would have made more sense had he come out of his the ties or whatever, whatever was holding him. But to just toss him into a room that has a ventilation shaft? Come on, guys. That I feel again, that's a noob move. <laughs> There there, there are many other things in their minds, Jonah. That's true, but still. (laughs) Um, And so Kanan and Zeb go to check their rear to see what's going on. And they find that there are slaves. And one of those slaves is Vizago. Vizago. (laughs) My friends! You come come to rescue me! me. And I thought he was very much the hondo of this episode. episode, Yeah. (laughs) I love that Kanan, in response to what Vizago said, he's like... Right Right Yeah, Yeah. that's what we came to do. (laughs) And there's another mining guild operator and it's the foreman apparently and knocks out Kanan with the whip. But then Zeb comes in and then that's when they have their crazy W F smackdown. Yeah, yeah. They have a and very one rough corner. The purple beast. Uh, the purple beast. <laughs> that's that's his that's his r- wrestling name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had a very rough fight, yeah. and for a second, Zeb Zeb looked like he was losing. losing. Yes, dang Zeb. I mean, yeah, the other guy had actually bigger muscles and whatnot, and was a bit taller. But he was getting a lot of hits, and I love that he was using his feet at one point. Yeah. <laughs> And Kanan rescues Zeb just in time. But I love that the people come out and they're cheering for him. And (laughs) the Visago goes, you see that? Those are my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Visago. (laughs) I wonder what they did with the puffer pigs. What did the Empire do with the puffer Puffer pigs? pigs. Uh, Who knows? I'm curious now. Oh, no. What did they serve them for, like, bacon or something? Space Bacon. No, that's so sad. <laughs> that's, that's that's life. <laughs> it's a f- vicious cycle. Yes. Um. And so Hera on the other end, back on Yavin, she finds out that they still haven't made a decision. And Hera actually says, they don't trust me. It's interesting that she went to that thought, that they don't trust me.
1: It sort of represents that moment, that level where we all think we're it. Yeah. We're like the center we we're the ones that can do it and nobody else right which is a bit you know but it puts Hera in that that position and I could also see why because as Kanan has said in the beginning of the prior episode they always end up in Lothal right and it's them who always end up in Lothal so I could see why she would put herself in that position because they are, you know, the ones that always go there. But it, it makes Hera a, a little bit more human and less uh, uh, less uh, perfect.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And it actually kind of reminded me of Anakin when he wasn't given the role of Jedi Master or whatever it was. And he said something to the effect of that they don't trust me. They don't have confidence in yeah. me. And and Mon Mothma, she says, it isn't that. It's not that. And that the Thai Defender is, isn't our only problem. And she goes, goes on to say the empire has some new plan as evidenced by protocol 13 it is the immediate evacuation of all imperial personnel from an occupied planet so protocol 13 The first time I think we hear of it is in Rogue One when they pull out of Mm Jedha and they use Jedha as the um, target practice yeah, for the Death Star. And obviously that's not what's going to happen here. (laughs) The Death Star is still not fully operational at this point. But a lot of people have been referencing something that popped up back in Season 1, I think. Something called Base Delta Zero. And that's essentially the incineration of an entire planet. I don't know what for, what purpose, um, but it could have been the the the, the precursor to the Death Star. A lot of people think that that's what it's going to lead up to and that's why they're pulling out their imperial forces. It's interesting that they put forth this protocol when they're still producing tie fighters. They're still like they don't are they not going to rely on the tie defenders anymore and well, like, and they're stopping production? We do know by other episodes
1: that the Empire has another plan. Yeah, which and, is the, so, the best one. And, and which is why So they decided to halt Thrawn, it thinking yeah, that that's is you know not too happy because he doesn't see the value of this other program this but he true. sees the value on the in program his. in his program yeah with the uh, development of the Thai defender so it's like two big companies you know big corporations battling for the contract and who's gonna get it yeah. in the end you know it's,
0: it's interesting to think about because they're pulling out they're essentially pulling out all the imperial presence on Lothal. It may not be because of something like base Delta Zero, it could just be because they need to relocate those resources, human resources or whatever, to the Death Star. Just like how we found those uh, technicians that were being transported and being taken from their homes in the previous episodes with Saw So yeah, I can definitely see this being as we need to focus our efforts on the Death Star rather than your project, which is the Tide Defender. And, and essentially, it could be a sort of a win for... For the Rebels. But that's not really because of their own efforts. It's because of what's happening elsewhere. Yep. But they're still going to be met with the Force of Thrawn. Um, yep. Yeah, because he's not giving it up. Oh, no. And so Hera says that they're too afraid to do anything about it. And she's she's full on Hera mode right now. Yeah. And I love that Chopper goes, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him say, uh-oh. Oh. Um. And so she goes in there. She marches in there. And I love the little speech that she gives them. And I thought it was... More inspirational than any of the other speeches that we've heard. But she goes, I believe it's a risk worth taking. And, you know, this war, you need to take risks in order to accomplish something. It might not succeed and we might fail. But the the fact is that we, we did something and we can say that we did something. And she says, and she goes on to say that. She says, I, and whether we fail or succeed, at least our actions will show the empire and the galaxy that we will not stand down, that we will not be broken by fear, that we are strong, united by our courage. Now is our time to strike. Now is our time to do something. something. Stop talking. Words can only get you so, so far. far. Yeah. So yeah, I like, and I think this is the moment where they realize, and and whether she's successful or not, and I I have a feeling that they're going to be partially successful. This is what eventually promotes her to general, and this is the general Syndulla that we hear in Rogue One, and so. Captain Visago is given the, <laughs> the, you know, given the reins to take over the crawler because the Empire is coming and they're doing some inspection because they heard that they needed assistance. And I like that he's trying to keep the, the whole situation. situation under control. Yeah. I like that he didn't give them up. He didn't give up the rebels in the end.
1: He, he, he He's a pirate, but he has more scruples than, <laughs> exactly. than um, uh, Hondo. Hondo. Honda <laughs> would have given them up. Oh, I yeah, think so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, and then the Empire, eventually they leave. And they find that Seabor, the, uh, the captain that they had captured, or that have, they had put away before, has gone through the vent and now has played around with the power so that they're not able to contact Hera. And someone has to go through... through. Because the doors have been sealed, Canaan and Zeb can't go through. So the task now falls onto Ezra. <laughs> and Ezra is not pleased. No, because that is not what he does anymore. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I love that he says that. I don't do this anymore. <laughs> and I love that because it's so accurate of that age. Ezra has to be 18 by now. He's 18 years old. And so you get to an age where whatever you were doing when you were 13 or 14 is not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's so accurate. And I, I love it when they do these little things to his character that just really reflect his age accurately. And so Ezra manages to get through. He finds the controls, which just happen to be across the furnace, like you said. Yes. What an odd place. Like, <laughs> and, and it's always, it, it, it doesn't matter
1: where you go. These panels or, or controls are always put in the most dangerous, pre- dangerous place, <laughs> the most precarious position. Like,
0: why? <laughs> for the convenience of storytelling, I guess. But yes. But it makes no sense. <laughs> but you have Sivor who comes in and then and, and tries to fight it out with Ezra. And then Ezra's lightsaber falls to the floor, and Sivor slips. He slips on it back into the furnace, and bye-bye Sibor. Bye-bye Sivor. Um, and and I love that Ezra. After the fact, says, watch out. (laughs) Now, I've, I've seen people comment on this saying, oh, my God, that's his dark side tendencies. We all
1: have a little bit of the dark side. But let's come on. It's dark humor. And it is what it is. This is a very nasty creature. A slave driver. He's a slave driver. Who was doing whatever he needed to do in order to continue with the destroying
0: fall. St- so you know you know, it, it met its end and it's it's what goes around comes around. Yeah, you know, that was his comeuppance. You, that if you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. And Ezra, well, he just is. accentuated
1: that the moment. Yeah,
0: I, I, what I liked, what I liked though, it reminded me of, and I told this to my close friend Alisa. Uh, you, I don't know if you... Did you see uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides? Yes. That, the one with... So so there's a, there's a situation where you have the British Army, the Spanish Army, and you have Jack and all these other pirates. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone from the British Army, who actually is the voice for Valin Rudor, this character comes up to the front and grabs the British flag and, and plants it into the earth and says, I, I, we claim this land in the name of England and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden he gets shot and you see that it was a Spaniard who shot him and the Spaniard goes someone make note of that man's bravery <laughs> and it's just like this guy just died Die. yeah. <laughs> and you see his body fall and the camera focus on his body but then you have a character who makes a very hilarious one-liner about and, it about it it's exactly what Ezra was doing yeah. in that moment it has nothing to do with his dark side nope and if they are if the writers certain reason are trying to take us back into Ezra's dark side for whatever reason. I would expect something more Profound, um, yeah, to be the thing that initiates or brings him back into the dark side. Uh, him saying "watch out" with a little smirk isn't really what I what I think of when when dark side. When especially I think especially when
1: he was he didn't have anything to do with it. Like it, like if he had it pu- was
0: a total accident. If he
1: had pushed him with the force, do you think that would have changed your outlook on it a little bit? Not my outlook per se, but it would have given more credence to other people the way other people are seeing it. Exactly. Man. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way. No.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> there's no basis. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. And so at the very end they end up keeping the crawler, they give it to Vizago and Ezra, he goes, At least these planes will be spared for now. That that for now gave me kind some kind of pause because then what if that means that some something terrible is about to happen, to Lafayette.
1: Yes and no. I love the Disney princess stories, you know, and yeah. whatnot. But I always, always, even when I was a little girl, I always found the happily ever after so pointless. So, so, so like, n- with no meaning. Like, how can you make <laughs> a declaration like that? <laughs> you don't know the future. Yeah, You, yeah. you, you know? Yeah, I know what you so mean. So, he is saying, yeah, we saved it for for now, now, because you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. But as fans,
0: we like to read into crap all the time, mommy. (laughs) I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, we do. We really do. Uh, And so, they get in touch with Hera. Oh, no, actually, the the workers actually decide to help out with the efforts uh, on Lothal, and they're like, we will fight with the big purple beast. (laughs)
1: I love how how uh, Zeb. Zeb
0: earned the respect of these His people. people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so they manage to get in touch with Rebel Command with Hera, and they find out that an off- that an attack has been authorized, and that they they themselves are going to coordinate the ground assault. Crazy things are going to happen, apparently. Oh yeah, but we only have the one episode next week, mommy.
1: It, it, you know what, General I'm
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm like.
1: You've been giving me two episodes since the beginning. Me? I haven't been giving you two episodes. I'm I'm talking to Dave. Oh, they- <laughs> Dave. Dave. <laughs> You've been giving me two episodes since this thing started. And right when you decide to take a break, you give me just one. <laughs> as intense as it's going to be, as it's going to be, and it's just one. <laughs> You know, you're playing with my heart now here, <laughs> with my health. <laughs> Dave, Dave. This is Dave, Dave, you're going to kill me here.
0: Rebels Chat is a member of the Star Wars Escape
1: Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at weareescapepods.com and on Twitter at we Are Escape Pods. The Star Wars Escape Pods Network, promoting positivity in fandom.
0: And so moving on to listener questions and thoughts, Jaylas said, Kanan is a Jedi in the eyes of the wolves more than Ezra, and this is bad for his character. So the, the implication there is because of the fact that he's a Jedi, this is signaling something bad because later on we find out that Luke is the last of the Jedi. So this means that something is going to happen to Kanan and it could be bad.
1: Why does the phrase, the last of the Jedi, have to mean actually the last Force-sensitive person in the universe? It's
0: not last Force-sensitive. It's last Jedi as in well, the, the person who practices Jedi. The, the, what if he doesn't practice it after? Oh, well, that's You know what I'm the, saying? The, like, um, that's what I'm hoping for. This is the same thing that I'm hoping for for Ezra. this is the thing. He
1: keeps pointing to Hera. We, we need to figure out what we're going to do because we cannot keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? No, no, know. So, so he's pushing to Hera for that relationship could mean the fact that he want to step away from all this. The jedi Everything, you know? Yeah, it could could be that he's willing to put it aside. To me, I don't don't like putting absolutes. That's the one thing of the Jedi that I don't like. They they, 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 they always believe in absolutes. And Yoda was definitely one to believe
0: in absolutes, for sure. Um, And many times he was wrong. Yeah, that's true. He was not... A uh, perfect guy. Yeah, I, I personally like to think that they set that those ways aside. Just because Luke is the last Jedi, like you said, it, it doesn't mean that he's the last Force-sensitive. There are many Force-sensitives out there. It's just that what differentiates you from others uh, is... Whether you practice the Jedi ways. And Ahsoka is a perfect example. She was not a Jedi. People keep saying that she was a Jedi. She was she not, a not, Jedi. not a Jedi. She let it go. She stopped following those principles. And she was just a Force user. A very skilled Force user given her background. But uh, Kel is supposed to be Force sensitive. Pipey, the little Ithorian baby, uh-huh. is a Force sensitive. So yeah, the, all these other Force sensitive characters are around. That doesn't mean that Luke the, it diminishes Luke's character. I'm I'm a Christian. I for for but legit. I'm not, no no no. For a legit second, I thought you were gonna say I'm a force user. No. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, my what well, have you been hiding from me this entire time? I'm a Christian, <laughs> but I am not a
1: Catholic. I'm not a, a, a Methodist. I do not practice right a specific religion. Right, and Jedi is.
0: A sort, a of, sort of a religion. Exactly. And
1: you, to be a Jedi, you have to practice the
0: ways of the Jedi. Exactly. Yep. So, And so uh, Avradi said, I've got a feeling that Hera and Kanan won't meet again and that Kanan's connection to the wolves might mean he won't leave Lothal. What do you think? Personally, and this is before the preview for next week's episode, I think Hera is going to see Kanan again, to be honest, because there's seven, six episodes left in the season. Yeah. It would really suck if they if don't interact. In they're not interacting those seven. And then. those seven episodes, that would suck big time. So We started with the ghost crew.
1: I think it has I to think end we're with the most crew. Whether at that point they decide to go their own different ways, exactly. that's different. But it has to have the whole, know, crew whole crew there deciding and pointing to where they're gonna be going. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's our thoughts on that. Kieran Gunn said, "Anyone else agree with the theory that the team has spent a lot of time on Lothal this season? Sabine's hair has grown at least three inches since." <laughs> Since Mandalore. The reason I'm I'm giggling is because I'm looking at it from an out-of-universe perspective. And the team, they have a very limited budget when it comes to creating models and such for animation. And I really highly doubt that they gave Sabine three or so inches for her hair. So in-universe, maybe our our certain angles might make it look like it's longer. But I don't think technically it has grown all that much. Um, Maybe also the color Definitely gives you the impression that it's longer because it's darker now. She has a very dark color and, and a few highlights in her tips. But I don't think that much amount of time has passed since they've gone to, gotten to Lothal. Especially since it doesn't look like much has changed on Yavin 4. Yeah, like I, I'm thinking of, of it in terms of what else is happening outside of, of Lothal. Thrawn is still in play. So I, yeah, all these characters, I, I'm I'm getting this feeling that maybe a few days, if not a few, maybe one or two weeks have passed by. So not much time. Next comment comes from Patty and her husband. They said, I was worried that Kanan was pushing too hard to get Hera to admit she has feelings for him. I was really surprised when the kiss happened, but was happy that she did not feel pressured to show her affection, just that she was busy. So, yeah, a lot of people thought that Kanan was coming on too strongly.
1: <laughs> well, you know, after how many years?
0: You have to. Yeah, yeah. You know? After a while. After a subtlety. while, you do have to. Don't, the subtlety like, doesn't work anymore. No,
1: no. You know, y- you can go through that phase. What is it called? That coding phase for so long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. you need to see results. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know some people thought that the whole Canaan and Hera theme really came out of nowhere after having not seen any of it. Oh in the my past god! Or what too. have you been looking at? <laughs> like we've seen it since the beginning. Yeah, it's been it's been around for the beginning, but for season two and season three, we really didn't see much of it. And yeah, because the the aim of those seasons was different. Oh yeah. So there so, was no time to you know to to, to fit sh- any of it in there.
1: But now we're back to a place the place where we started so we're back to exploring those things that were there before exactly
0: that's a good way of saying it thank you mommy (laughs) That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Um, And the second point they said, so glad that they finally confirmed Kanera. I hope for a happy ending with this Star Wars couple. But as we learned with Han and Leia, there are no happily ever afters. (laughs) The thing about Han and Leia frustrates me so much because those two characters... I get why people ship them because he's hot sort of uh, I don't personally think that he is um, and then Whoa, uh, sh- I'm sorry okay I, I, this is a very unpopular be- opinion be- be- best Harrison <laughs> forever okay 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 and then you have Leia who, who is awesome but I, I never really saw the the chemistry between the two really and I thought it was a bad oh my god I, 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 I was never behind that ship I, I don't really see when the moment they got together at that it's only going to last a year or so <laughs> <laughs>
1: I always saw Han and, and Leia. They would challenge each other.
0: Right, right, You yeah. know,
1: and if, if anything, that's, that's what you look in, in a relationship. You want somebody who challenges you, With who makes you better.
0: Which I get, but then you get tired of it. It gets tiring, which is why in, in Force Awakens, after 30 years, you didn't see them together.
1: Yeah, and that was for me more frustrating than, than the beginning.
0: I was like, wow, well, I kind of expect it from all the way back when. Yeah, happily ever afters. I I, I can definitely see Kanan and Hera having a happily ever after. Well, no, 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 that's not... To be honest, I take that back because Hera, she's the type of person that needs to be doing something. something yeah, And we know that
1: Kanan wants to stop doing things. Yeah,
0: yeah he's he's more of like I want, I want to settle down. down. And I don't see Hera doing that at all. So yeah, that, that relationship, to be honest, could have parted ways at some point. Anyway, yeah, here's hoping, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> and then Sandra said this week's episodes were amazing I particularly loved the episode kindred took me back to Anne of Green Gables as she always reference kindred spirits in the series and Hera and Kanan are obviously kindred spirits and so are the wolves and Kanan there's a deep connection between them if Kanan is suppressing these memories I wonder why and what happened I don't think that he's suppressing memories and, um, Yeah, I- oh, I really although don't. it would be interesting if he had been very young very babyish if somehow there was some sort of connection that was established if there was some sort of but then that that will not
1: be him suppressing memories that will be something that happens because of uh, at the the time it it happens that's true you know i can say that i can remember my earliest memories of my childhood i could say i could go back to maybe three years I remember myself as a three-year-old. I do not. (laughs) And I do remember one or two instances of things that I did. And I know that anything else I cannot remember. So that doesn't mean that I'm suppressing those memories. It's just I honestly don't remember them. Right. So Canaan may not remember. remember. If, if there was some if sort of there was, origin. Yeah, origin in there. Yeah. So if he has his origins there, it may not be that he's suppressing it, but that he honestly doesn't remember. Right. Because remember that these children are taken away
0: yeah, from their parents ages, yeah. at
1: a very young age and put somewhere else. So it's not that he, he, he suppresses it, it's just he just... Put it in the back of his mind, like everything else. That uh, as we grow, we do and forget about it. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I agree. But it would be interesting to see if, if they like somehow establish something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that would blow my mind. But we also have an email from Shay. And this is from actually from last week's email um, because she had sent it after we had recorded. So she said, I had a thought about Kanan and how everyone has been saying he will have to die in this season because he was knighted by the Temple Guard in season two and there can't be any Jedi around during the original trilogy era. When the wolf said what it did and seemed to be referring to Kanan as Doom, not Jairus, it made me remember that when the guard knighted Kanan, he knighted him under the name Kanan Jairus, not Caleb Doom. Now, we've been told that much of what happened in those visions was orchestrated by Yoda, and we also know that Yoda knew who Kanan truly was. So it made me wonder if, in some way, it would be possible for Kanan to die, but for Caleb Doom to live on. I know it seems like a stretch, but it reminded me of how Vader and Kylo speak of their former selves and how those men are dead. Kanan Jairus was the persona who tried to stay away from the teachings of the. Jedi never cared about anyone and only thought of himself first. But as time has gone on, this man has changed to a point where he's not like that anymore. And instead, his true personality, who he was destined to be from the beginning, has taken charge again. And this is Caleb Doom. Like I said, I know this all seems kind of far fetched and crazy, and I'm not even sure if I'm making sense. You are, you're making sense. It's just a thought I had that I wanted to share in connection to how this could possibly possibly go down
1: interesting that is, that's an that awesome is very yeah it is very interesting cuz uh, cuz she's playing the, the name game exactly in order yeah. to to uh, wiggle the whole trilogy Concept and idea of only the only Jedi, right? You know, yeah. And
0: and, and it's interesting because in the comics, Kanan says Caleb Doom died when Deppa died, and and he assumes the Kanan Jairus personality. But she's completely right, and and he was knighted as Kanan Jarrus. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hope that would be interesting if he were to embrace Caleb again in some way, and, and, Kanan and then Kanan is and then to die. then
1: he is no longer a knighted Jedi. Cause he's he was knighted he's like, like uh, again
0: I, under Kanan Jarrus and Caleb Doom is it's not, not Kanan Jarrus. Oh man, Shay and Ma just blew my mind. <laughs> But Che also wrote us another email, this week's email. She said, hi, Ms. Jonah and Ma. <laughs> Isn't it funny how every time we ask for something and then get it, it leaves us asking even more questions? Oh, yes. <laughs> I have so many questions right now about Lothal, the wolves, and how this is all going to end. But I'll spare you all those rants. For now, I'm going to have a thought on Lothal and its connection to the Force and what exactly it is that the Empire is planning for it. We know that Lothal seems to have a very strong natural connection to the Force, much like Dagobah did. It also seems to have a rich history of Jedi and Force users, as is evidenced by the fact that there is a Jedi temple there, and the cave paintings the team encountered in these most recent episodes. It seems to have a very strong natural connection to the Force, probably due to the fact that it is so rich in Kyber, and until the arrival of the Empire, it was very rather sparely Populated. The Empire has managed to upset this balance, however, by their depletion of their natural resources found there. When Kanan connects with the white loft wolf and says that there's something even deeper than just the destruction of the planet's natural resources by the Empire. However, it made me wonder if it's possible that this planet, as well as Dagobah and others like them, are similar to Mortis in that they are like conduits of the Living Fort My, You and Shay are like on the same level.
1: But she explains it so, so much, much better better. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> she is awesome, let me yeah. tell you. If you guys haven't checked out her website and podcast, I highly recommend that you do. I'll make sure to add those links to our podcast notes because Shay is really an up-and-coming blogger and podcaster. And I like, I look for her stuff because I'm like, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and possibly they even have some amount of pure power in them in some way. And that's why Luke experiences these vision, the visions that he does while with Yoda and why Ezra has such a strong connection to the people and nature of Lothal. So this leads me to my theory. What if the Emperor is somehow drawing off the power of Lothal to try to extend his own? Oh my god, you're blowing my mind! I believe it was in your interview with Mr. Dave, and it was from our interview, that he mentioned that the Emperor not only wants to rule the galaxy, but ultimately bend the force itself to his own will. Is it possible that he is using Lothal Thought to try to achieve this end or at least test and further his abilities in it in a similar way to how sith and other darksiders force a kyber crystal to their will and cause it to bleed okay i'm done with my very long and ranty question theory can't wait to hear your thoughts on all this Man, yeah, Shay, <laughs> wow, Shay, that is some brilliant level of theorizing right there. <laughs> I, I have no words. That definitely deserves a round of well, applause. Well, that
1: that goes with what I was saying that the planet itself. It's more than the wolves and the love cats and, and living things and the forest. It's the
0: planet itself has to have some type of living. That the emperor is trying to manipulate or extract from it. Oh, man, that is is that that is pretty cool. I, I'm hoping that's the route that they're going. It reminds me of, I think that
1: the, the movie is, uh, it's an animated movie. I think it's Earth 2. Earth Two is the
0: show that we watched in the nineties. No, no. There there's
1: there's a movie. There's an animated movie and it has to, to it, it has to do with the concept of the spirit of the earth. Oh, wait, is that, are you talking about Final Fantasy? No, no, that's not Final
0: Fantasy. And the spirit of the earth hath a name, Gaia. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I remember this movie. Unfortunately, it received a lot of criticism and bad reviews. Of course. Yeah, of course it did, because it was good. <laughs> yeah, and because I was, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed and, that and movie that's, very much. And that's
1: what LaFle reminded me uh, of, yeah, was gotcha. of, of that living force of the earth, like that, that the earth itself was a, a living entity.
0: Oh man, I, I'm mad because one of my favorite characters actually ended up dying in that movie. Why'd you have to remind me, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> but we also have an email from Chris Chris said hi Ma and Jonna Marie I love Rebels chat my theory for the episode Kindred is that Kanan is connected to or originally from Lothal I believe for now that the paintings on the walls in the Lothwolf's cave represent the two Jedi Kanan and Ezra fulfilling some type of prophecy oh I didn't even think mm, about uh, it that, 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 that being that, a prophecy. prophecy instead of history instead of something historical okay. oh snap <laughs> (laughs) Uh, The first painting on the wall were of people, our crew, being led into a portal by a wolf. When the loft cat woke them up, there was a painting of a loft cat behind Sabine on the wall. Also, Ezra mentioned Jedi, plural, where he was describing them descending from the sky, which is essentially... yeah, yeah. Oh man, I feel like ultimately both Kanan and Ezra will stay on Lothal when the series ends with neither one of them dying. I may be way off base, but that's just my crazy theory. How did the two of you interpret the the paintings on the walls and do you think it's plausible to keep them there and within the universe without killing the characters off at the end? Uh, What would you like to see? Thank you so much for all the great shows. Sincerely, Chris.
1: Yay Chris. I, uh, Chris Chris was looking at the details there seriously Yeah I, I, I I'm thinking because cave paintings automatically I think back, back to, to uh, his yeah. historic uh,
0: you know history because that's, like that's uh, even with our, you know, the 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 paintings of Lascaux, the the the, ca- the cave paintings there. And in, in, in the, you, the, you think about the life on the
1: on the now at that point, right. not of something that's gonna happen, but, but the whole idea that the paintings are there as a prophecy. That is interesting. That that's really
0: cool. I did not think of it that way, but I think we've pretty much mentioned that we we hope that these two characters continue to survive. I've, I don't know in what way, but we'll we definitely want them to survive in universe because oh man I, I don't think we can handle if they were to die <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally we have Adwa who wrote The Kiss <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that is followed by the separation of the two characters we know make it all the way to Revenge of the Je- uh, Return of the Jedi from the rest whose fates we know nothing about we are officially at the beginning of the end now the die is cast this is it uh, I also love the many Indiana Jones references even, <laughs> even Kevin Kiner got into the mix during Zeb's fight that's true, true. it was very Indiana Jones like <laughs> yeah. and for the wolves and their transporting abilities this, this reminds me of the that old Star Trek episode City on uh, the edge of, the f- of forever yeah uh, often considered the best episode of the series while they don't travel back in time through a planet portal like Kirk, Spock, and McCoy they appear to be able to travel Great distances through the planet What if the Empire is attempting to tap Into this power and learns that One can actually use it to travel To any place in the galaxy Instantaneously We already know that Yoda could communicate from Dagobah to that Jedi Temple on Lothal that might open up a host of possibilities for the Empire and Thrawn is really the only Imperial that would appreciate puzzling this out from the ancient cave drawings on Lothal. Oh man, you guys. Yeah. We have the best listeners. Yes we do because (laughs) this this is amazing and I love it. I love
1: it because it's amazing. We stumble here trying to say what we're thinking and you guys put it so nice <laughs> so eloquently in emails and in tweets and jeez uh, and we get to show it to everybody else exactly. and tell everybody else of this amazing theory
0: yeah oh man I, I had not seen that episode but yeah the fact that they could tap into this power I mean that would cut off so many resources if you can transfer all your forces from one planet to the other and in, in, in a blink of an eye yep yeah I could definitely see that being something that the emperor is trying to and it harness. goes again
1: to, to that main concept of the planet itself right. is more than just a planet. Right.
0: And it also brings me back to Ahsoka. And I know a lot of people are like, I really hope Ahsoka story isn't brought in at any point during the season because it, it could take away the focus away from the ghost crew. But Ahsoka, I, honestly, I really thought that when the wolves were walking on the water or the space water like thing that they were walking on, it reminded me of Ahsoka crossing the river in the tops cards and how she was walking up a set of stairs and she walked through a doorway that was lined with wolves what if she walked through that doorway and appeared in some other planet like that that's amazing to me like what if what if that's what dave Filoni is trying to communicate to us in some his own unique way (laughs) dave (laughs) (laughs) so yeah oh man unlimited possibilities and and this is what i love about
1: star wars yeah because there's so many ways things can go yeah
0: yeah, and, and I like the I like what the crew is doing. I love what they've come up with and what they've been doing so far. And I know for some people that that episode was a bit trippy and way out there. But uh, if you're open to it, uh, you can definitely see that they have something cooking, cooking. here yeah. that, that that could be really really <laughs> we, good. We may not
1: like what we
0: serve, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it might not look pretty. But like the dish itself might not look pretty, but it will taste awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you everyone for your awesome comments and theories and sharing that with us. So that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for our next Rebels chat where we'll discuss the episode Rebel Assault. Just the one episode, half hour. Oh my God. <laughs> In the meantime, make sure to rate and comment on iTunes and Stitcher. Visit dot com and follow Rebels Chat and The Wookie Gunner on Twitter. And if you haven't done so already, please follow our podcast network on Twitter by searching for We Are Escape. Pods and tune into Unmistakably Star Wars, the Sky Talkers podcast and Podmay for more Star Wars news and discussion. And may the Force be with you. Always.